Hello everyone, welcome back to the JNM podcast. I'm Miro. And I'm Jeanette. And today we're going to be talking about Ellen DeGeneres,、uh, mainly about her daily talk show.、Uh, and we're going... and then also her career. Yeah. Like just a short, short、okay. like, snippet about her overall clear, career. Yeah. We're going to talk about her because we have noticed that she's gone through some controversies over the past few months. And we wanted to just kind of talk about her, go over her career, and see where exactly she went from being like really successful and popular to kind of being more of like a. Like in the cancel party. Yeah, the cancel party. Yeah, she's kind of not that, not that anymore. So. I received、um, most of the information from YouTube videos, Wikipedia. There was a Times article. She was actually like on the front cov- cover of、uh-huh. Times for one point. And the New York Times,、uh, Insider, Vox, and CNN. So, first off,、uh, she was born Ellen Lee DeGeneres on January 26, 1958, in Metairie, Louisiana. She was raised a Christian scientist, which I was、oh、very、God. surprised. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's、uh, kind of weird. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's interesting to see a Christian scientist become what she is and also a, kind of like a celebrity that kept her real name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>、um, she has an older brother named Vance who is also an actor. Like, he, he works in the business. Their parents are Elizabeth Jane, also known as Betty.、Uh, she, is, she used to be a speech therapist. I don't know if she still is doing it. And her father was. Elliot Everett DeGeneres. He used to be an insurance agent. Sadly, he passed away in 2018.、Mm-hmm. In 1973, the couple, like her parents, filed for separation and divorced the following year. Shortly after, Ellen's mom married Roy Gusendorf,、mm-hmm. uh, who was a salesman. Once they were married, Ellen moved with her mom. To Atlanta, Texas, while Vance stayed with their father. Ellen stated in 2019 that she was molested by her stepfather when she was in her mid teens, like 15, 16. Which、oh, I、wow. was, yeah. I did not know about that. I did not know that either. How did that not make the mu- news? Yeah, like it, it was just shocking. Not even like on Facebook. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> I usually get news on Facebook during the time that、um, did, she came out with this information. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, we also found out that she attended the University of New Orleans and majored in communication studies. That came in really handy because I feel like she's probably used that to her advantage to grow her fame.、Uh, she did drop out after a year, though, <laughs>、uh, and started working at a law firm with her cousin. She also worked at a JCPenney, she worked at a TGI Fridays,、uh, worked as a house painter, hostess, and a bartender. Uh, she started her、uh, co- comedy career in the late 70s and early 80s.、Uh, she cited that、uh, her influence were Woody Allen, Lucille Ball, Carol Burnett, Bob Newhart, and Steve Martin.、Yeah. Most of them are good, except for Woody Allen. I think、yeah. Woody Allen is like,、ah, maybe <laughs> not say that. Maybe don't, maybe don't do that. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's weird. This, was this time like, I know there was a time where they said, oh, that was the golden age of comedy. Was this during that time? 
for stand-up? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Because I know, like, in the 70s, they had a lot of, like, those variety shows. They had Sonny and Cher. They had yeah. the Carol Burnett show. They also had Bob Newhart show, which it wasn't variety show, but it was, like, a TV, like, sitcom. Yeah. Uh, they also had Laugh-In. And then I think during that time was when SNL was coming in. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it was pretty big for comedians, and it was also big for people who did a lot of improv. The stand-up part, it didn't peak until, like, I would say the 80s. Because I okay. remember during SNL's 80s decade, uh, I think that was when Lauren Michaels was, you know, he, he didn't want to work at SNL. And he yeah. was not there for, I think, a few years. And while that was happening, they decided to hire in, was it? Who do they call? Like, cast members? Uh-huh. Uh, cast members. Yep. And most of them were from, like, stand-up comedy. Like, Chris Rock. I think Tracy Morgan was coming in. Uh-huh. Uh, David Spade. Adam Sandler. Like, most yeah, of yeah. them came from stand-up comedy. Yeah. So. Around this time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, in the 80s, Ellen began to tour nationally. By 1984, she was named Showtime's Funniest Person in America. Oh, wow. Which, for Showtime, like, that was, like, a big thing. Yeah. Like, (laughs) that was, like, when Showtime was just uh, doing a lot of, like, half-hour comedy hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. She got her break uh, when she went on Carson to do a stand-up bit on November 28th, 1986, her bit was, you know, talking about her family and, like, just, like, very, like, quick, like, slap of the knee joke. She did uh, talked about her famous joke, which was her trying to call God to see uh-huh. if she could call her a friend. Uh-huh. And God's like, oh, I want to talk to you about this. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's really great. I really want to talk to my friend. And yeah. that was, like, her famous bit. Behind the joke for that one, it was based off of her girlfriend. Like, her girlfriend at the time passed away of a car accident. Wait, was she already out at this point? No, she was still, like, in the closet. Okay. Uh, but she was secretly dating uh, a girlfriend at the time. Uh-huh. And that girlfriend had a car accident and passed away suddenly. Uh-huh. And in order to kind of move on with that she decided to make fun of this yeah she, that was her way of coping with it yeah, yeah. and uh, after her performance she did like a very quick interview with johnny carson mm-hmm. and at the time johnny carson was like huge she was like one of the biggest talk show late night hosts at the time and getting invited to his guest chair mm-hmm. was like you made it basically yeah. And then from there, it led her to do a lot of TV shows, mostly like guest appearance or like a small role. And then she did a couple of movies uh, mm-hmm. like Coneheads and Mr. Wrong. Then she played a small role in a Fox sitcom called Open House. And then also played a series regular in a sitcom called Lori Hill in 1992. It was canceled after four episodes. Uh, I was going to say that show does not sound (laughs) at all familiar to me, which means it was either really bad or it didn't live long enough. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So it was canceled after four episodes. However, I guess like her performance was really 
great yeah that the producers of the show decided to cast her for a future show that they were going to work on which was an abc show called these friends of mine Mm -hmm. uh it was later changed to ellen to avoid confusion with nbc's friends Friends, (laughs) Uh, so then with the show ellen it was based off of DeGeneres' comedy career. It ran between March 29th, 1994 to July 22nd, 1998. Mm-hmm. Due to her observational humor, she became known as the female version of Seinfeld. Oh, really? So I guess it was like kind of like Seinfeld. i never seen the show except for that one yeah. famous episode. But I'm assuming that she does like a couple gigs in between of like dealing with her friends yeah it, it kind of sounds like this show was like the thing that solidified her yeah as a celebrity as a famous person i feel like it was like when her career was like getting there it yeah. was like rising on april of 1997 during the show's height popularity the generous actually came out on Oprah, oh, like wow. the Oprah Winfrey show, Yeah. Uh, as well as on The Times uh, magazine. Oh, wow. um, it was on April 14th, 1997, mm-hmm. and the famous show, The Puppy Episode, mm-hmm. aired on April 30th, 1997. Now, at the time of the interviews, she did like say like yes i am a lesbian i am coming out publicly and they were always like questioning her like oh like does this mean that your character on ellen is also going to be gay Uh and she kind of was skirting around it she was like oh well you know we'll see how it goes like i don't want to like be affirmative on it Uh and then the show the episode yeah came out the puppy episode yeah yeah so it sounds like she kind of came out after she was comfortable with where she is in her career. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, everyone liked this, you know? Yeah. Everyone is okay with this, so let's make an episode about it on your show, and let's bring your character out, too. Yeah, and I think it was, like, since it was 1997, it was when the gay culture was, like, starting to, like... Happened. In 97, yeah, that was like... It was like around it. the time where the AIDS pandemic was slowing down. Yeah. Um, it wasn't as being like so controversial as it was in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I felt like maybe because of that, yeah. she felt that it was important for her to, you mm-hmm. know, come out on her own. Yeah. And f- with the episode, um, it's basically her uh, trying to find a way to tell this one lady she met at a dinner party yeah. uh, with her friends, like, trying to see, like, oh, is she also a lesbian? Like, uh-huh. does she also like me? And she talked to her therapist, which was actually Oprah Winfrey oh. in the episode. So it was kind of like... they bring it going, Yeah, back, bringing yeah. it back. And in the climax, uh, it was basically, like, she's, like, trying to figure out what to say... And then she's like, Susan, and then leans in and says, I'm gay. But then as she does it, she accidentally, like, pushes on the microphone for uh-huh. this, um, what is it called? the Like a speaker system? Yeah, the yeah. speaker system. And basically was like, I'm gay to the entire... Oh, wow. <laughs> 
So that was like a huge like you know like oh my god this is like happening it's kind of funny because that's how basically it happened for her in real life right as soon as she said it everyone heard it oh yeah because at the time everyone was also watching the oprah show and time magazine everyone know like everyone at least knows what's happening in time magazine even if they don't read it they still know what's going on in it yeah i'm glad we're kind of like humanizing her right now and talking about all the good stuff about her yeah because i'm gonna shit on her super hard yeah because like i mean like in my opinion i really do feel that ellen is a good person i just feel that now that she's at a certain age it's like she doesn't care care or doesn't think because like she's so famous yeah is like in a mansion lost perspective yeah back to the episode when the episode aired it brought a lot of criticism mainly from the advertisers like saying like oh this is like too gay like they were threatening to pull from advertisement for the show and then as well as like other religious groups like they're saying like oh like this needs to be canceled this isn't appropriate for our family which is some bullshit However, the positive side of it was that it led to have the show win an Emmy for Outstanding Writing for a Comedy Series, a Peabody Award, and a Glad Media Award. Mm -hmm. And it also paved the way to other gay-like centralized shows like Will and Grace, The L Word, and Ugly Betty. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when the next season came on, it showed a decline in ratings, and as a result, it was canceled. People believed that this was as a result of ABC cutting back on the marketing for the show. Yeah. Which is funny because it was also owned by Disney, so mm-hmm. people were wondering if Disney was, like, uncomfortable with having a gay show. Yeah, now everything they do kind of has a gay character oh, in yeah, it, and they I... make it a point to point that out. Oh, yeah, I think it was, like, a few years ago, they had, like, a first gay couple as parents on, like, this Disney show, yeah. like, Disney Channel show, Yeah, and that was, like, a huge thing. Turn, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after Ellen, she returned back to television in 2001 called The Ellen Show on CBS. Mm -hmm. And it was the main idea was after her company goes bankrupt, she moves back to her hometown with her mom and sister and then everyone else finds out like oh yeah you're you're gay Mm -hmm. and like in this um show she was actually gay like before the Uh show um started yeah just to kind of like avoid everyone being like oh so are you gonna be straight are you gonna be gay type of thing she becomes a guidance counselor when she moves back to her hometown however it was canceled after 13 episodes Mm -hmm. This is when her talk show, The Ellen DeGeneres Show, came about. Yeah, I like how she had the show Ellen, then The Ellen Show, <laughs> and then The Ellen DeGeneres Show. And yeah. it, it's like she keeps adding something to the title. Like, the next one's going to be the new Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> Show. And then the other one after that is going to be The New Ellen Lee DeGeneres Show. <laughs> uh, when are you going to run out of or words? Or it be like the new... Like the new 
Ellen Lee DeGeneres show with someone else. Someone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they're going to just go completely backwards. Like the show after that is going to be just called L. Yeah. <laughs> just very minimal. and. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the Ellen DeGeneres show is probably what people our age know her best for now because that's kind of what we would have grown up watching during the summer when we were home alone doing nothing. Yeah, for me. At least for me. Yeah, for me, like, it was something that I would watch, like, after I come back from school because yeah. my class would end about like 2 30 mm-hmm. and then i'll get home like about three yeah and so it would be just enough time to watch her show before the news news yeah <laughs> uh so that show started in september of 2003 on nbc and it was filmed on the warner brothers lot um swimming in burbank yeah it was one of the series of celebrity hosted talk shows but her talk show specifically had consistently high ratings. It was nominated for 11 Daytime Emmys in its first season, which is really great, and it won four of those, including Best Talk Show. Later on, it would win 25 Emmys for its first three seasons, so you can see it was it got really popular really fast. Yeah. Everyone loved it. Notable segments of the show, she would always like dance after her monologue. I remember that. Yeah, it yeah. was always like dancing through the crowd, maybe like, you know, dance Telling with someone. Telling everyone to dance, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then like, she would usually like kind of like hobble over the coffee uh-huh. table that she has uh, in between like the uh, chairs. Yeah. Uh, I remember one time like during April Fool's Day, it was like in the early seasons, the producers decided to widen her coffee table because she was having a hard time oh, like uh, walk <laughs> over stepping it. over it. Yeah. <laughs> and then she was like, wow, this is really wide uh-huh. like than it used to be. <laughs> So that was a funny thing. Yeah. Um, she also did does uh, free prizes and trips. Like she does like twelve days of giveaways yeah. um, during the holiday season. Uh, she also helps people who do something good. It's usually like as a result of like social media, or like just like having like a word of mouth, like yeah. either helping like a community or helping someone who's like giving free education. Yeah, if she, like, hears about someone doing something good in the community through social media, she will reach out and do something nice for them. Yeah, either, like, giving them money for the, um, their program or business or, like, giving them, like, a free car, like, to replace maybe a car that they've been driving and it's, like, on its last leg. Yeah. She also did a couple of trips to different places like one of them was universal studios in orlando mm-hmm. i remember it was on march 2007 and like she would do her regular thing like dancing and like talking to guests and then she would also go on some of the rides mm-hmm. i remember she went on one of the rides i think it was like the hulk ride uh-huh. with her wife portia uh-huh. who i love by the way yeah and then recently she's had more games especially for the 2017 and 2018 season and that was as a result of her new show called ellen's game of games oh god Uh, so she did like a lot of like games with 
guest or um, some of the audience members. Yeah. And it was like as a way to promote her show with her other show. So uh, she also has some other businesses rather than the talk show. Yeah. Uh, She did this collection of apparel, shoes, accessory, pet, baby, and home items. And it's all under this company called Ed, which is like her initials. Is it Ed or is it E.D.? I think it's Ed. Okay. I rem- I think it is Ed. Okay. Uh, it was released in uh, 2015, and then in 2017, she launched a dog collection uh-huh. with PetSmart. That's kind of weird, but I feel like nobody has done that before, so at the same time, it's like, well, oh, that's like, cool. Well, like, I would say, like, mostly, it's mostly, like, models or pop stars that do, like, dogs. things, like, either, like, no, not dogs, but it's, like, usually, like, fra- fragrances or, like, clothing designs. People clothes, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe, like, Caesar Milan, because I know that he did, like, a couple of, like, oh. stuff. Because I, I remember uh, one of the people I walked their dogs with, like, their leashes is uh-huh. Caesar Milan stuff. Uh, that's cool. So, like, I think, like, he also did, like, his own, like, dog collection. <laughs> yeah. She was also the voice of Dory in uh, 2003's Finding Nemo and then Finding Dory in 2016, which is, uh, at the time, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, when Finding Nemo came out, I was like, oh, like, her voice was very recognizable to me. Yeah. Uh, and, and she I, did a good job. Yeah, so and I she think, wasn't bad. like, it was like kind of one of their like A-list stars. Yeah. Because that's like what for like every big movie or animated movie, like they always need like an A-lister. Yeah. Like Albert Brooks was the main character, but like not a lot of people know Albert Brooks, but they do know Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. So uh, she's also been a spokesperson for companies like American Express Covergirl, JC Penny, Rip for just <laughs> JC Penny. They yeah. just like bankrupted. Yeah. yeah, they just declared bankruptcy. Yeah, QVC uh, mainly to like promote her collection. TCL, which is a TV making yeah, the, company. Yeah, they're a TV manufacturer. Pretty, pretty popular right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, Walmart. Oh, in 2018, yeah. um, her net net worth is. $330 million. And this is as of February 28th of this year. Yeah, so it's pretty recent. Yeah, February 28th, 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. $330 million. Yeah. That's a pretty good chunk. Yeah. yeah. I Honestly, though, I thought it would be a little more. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, if she, if she was in the billions, I would respect her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so some stuff about her personal life. Uh, she dated a person named Anne... Hitch? Hesh. Hesh? Yes. Okay, and Hesh around the time she came out in 1997 until uh, the year 2000. Uh, there were rumors that Anne believed that she didn't feel that she was gay anymore, and that's why they broke up. Yeah, but I think, like, this could have been, like, maybe she thought that she was bisexual. Yeah. Maybe, like, she was like, oh, maybe I do like women, but not that much. Yeah, but at the time, even now, today, like, bisexuality isn't... Yeah, it's like, still, like, a taboo thing. Everyone, like, even back then, even, a lot more people said, like, oh, you're playing both sides or, you know, get off the fence or yeah. something like that. I remember that was a hot topic on uh, Sex in the City. Oh, really? Yeah, like, oh, 
buy or buy people buy just pick a side and go with it type of thing <laughs> and nowadays it's uh it's much more complicated than that obviously yeah and then in 2008 she started her relationship with Portia de Rossi no she started her relationship in 2004 oh in 2004 and then sorry got married in oh they got married in 2008 yeah. oh okay uh, and this was in 2008 because that's when they overturned uh same-sex marriage in California Okay, let's talk about the controversies. Yeah. Now that we've known about her life and career beforehand, mm-hmm. let's let's get into the negative and yeah. dirty stuff. Finally, I just <laughs> for the writers' strike in two thousand seven. Yeah. There was an episode on WTF with Mark Maron is a podcast. Uh-huh. Karen Kilgariff, which a lot of people know from My Favorite Murder. Mm-hmm. And do you need a ride? Uh, she's also been a writer for Baskets and several shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was on as a guest for one of the episodes in April of 2014. Yeah. And she talks about, in one segment, uh, about how she worked on the show. Mm-hmm. So when... Wait, on which show? The Ellen DeGeneres show? Yes. Okay. When she kind of like heard about Ellen getting a a talk show uh ellen was like oh my god like this is like so amazing like i just got this call because they were touring at the Mm -hmm. time and she was like one of her openers and she was like oh this is like so great and then karen was like oh i'm really happy for you and then ellen was like hey why don't you become my head writer for my show because i don't know because they want me to hire like a bunch of people yeah but I don't know anyone. Like, I mean, I do know people, but she but she later says, like, but I don't, like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And Karen is like, oh, yeah, yeah, I could totally help you out. And she was, like, her head writer mm-hmm. uh, for the early half of the Ellen DeGeneres show. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, she said it was, like, really great working there all the way up until 2007 when the writer's strike happened. Uh-huh. And <laughs> so... The strike was to um, seek an increase in funding for the writers in comparison to the profits of larger studios. This was when, like, blockbuster hits were becoming a thing, but, like, the writers' wages weren't increasing with it. Yeah. Uh, So that was, like, the whole thing. And despite the Ellen DeGeneres show being a talk show and being more of like an interview guest mm-hmm. like they still had a few um segments like the monologue segment and a couple of like skits and sketches that they do every now and then where it does require a writer's a writing team yeah and when you are a head writer you you literally had to go to Writers Guild of America in Fairfax and Third to mm-hmm. turn in like the scripts and like all these like you know pages and stuff to like oh like we need this on file yeah and like all like different like very complicated paperwork <laughs> basically yeah which most of us would never know about <laughs> yeah unless you yeah. are in the WGA yeah Karen was told by Ellen that oh she needs to go to the the guild to turn in the mm-hmm. paperwork carol's like kind of hesitant she was like ah oh, i don't i don't think i should do this because i'm also a writer and i also support 
my writers and and it's like when you're in the WGA it's very like it's super like a no-no to cross the line to cross yeah, yeah. the picket fence yeah yeah you can't like that I feel it's like that's like, every uh union is if you go against your own union you're basically like done yeah and yeah. she she you know she does support her friends and you know other writers and she's like no i don't really want to do this like can we just like just focus on like the interviews mm-hmm. like can we just do that and Ellen was like, no, I really need, like, you to turn it in. Like, I really need you yeah. to do the paperwork. And she's like, no, I really can't. Like, yeah, yeah. Karen was saying that. So then, as a result, Ellen had to fire her. Yeah, which is, I don't think that's fair. Yeah. Based on, like, the interview, it felt like Karen was really upset about it. Yeah. And then she she did, like, later say, said that she believed that... Ellen basically had no choice. Yeah. Because, like, she is, like, having to deal with executives from NBC uh, and Warner Brothers, probably. Like, they're like, oh, you need to do, you need to, like, you know, get the quota in. You need to do all these shows. Like, we need this done. Yeah. So she kind of understood about it. However, when you, like, listen to her on her other podcasts and, like, even, like, in other interviews, whenever someone would bring it up, She'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I worked there. Yeah, no, never gave much details and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so it kind of felt like that even though she did forgive Ellen for it, she... It's a sore subject. Yeah, it's yeah. like kind of like a very touchy subject. Yeah. So then it later goes on into the Cowboys football game that happened in October 6th of 2019. Yeah. This was when Ellen was invited to go to the Dallas Cowboys st- uh, stadium uh-huh. to watch like a football game and based on her explanation she was told that she got the tickets from the owner of yeah. the team and she was told like oh someone else is going to be there or like the uh-huh. seats would be empty but then when she got there George W. Bush, uh-huh. who is our former president. Yeah. And <laughs> not. Can you kinda... believe it? We're like, oh, remember George W. Bush? Oh, it was so nice. Yeah, remember when he, like, couldn't open the door? Yeah, that was a great time. <laughs> yeah, but at least he wasn't what we have now. Yeah. Well, yeah, given yeah. the fact. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, yeah, like, so she was sitting basically next to him with Portia and then with George Bush's wife Barbara. Yeah. I guess like word got around to the uh, newscasters for the um stadium mm-hmm. um for the basically the game and they basically had a cameraman pan over to the executive box area uh-huh. where like all this like exclusive like yeah. executive ticketing like you cannot go in unless you have like a shit ton of money yeah yeah or you know someone who has tickets yeah and they panned over to her talking to George and taking selfies mm. and then like you know just chilling like not even like not even breaking a sweat being next to one of the worst presents that we ever had yeah and when it came out the next day everyone was like this is horrible why would you sit next to one of the worst people on earth 
I don't know. I don't get this controversy personally. Yeah, I I don't agree with this being a thing. Like, I would love to sit next to George W. Bush. Like, okay. <laughs> I know. Yeah, horrible president. Yes, all of that. But at the same time, it's like no, he. Like now, years later, when you look back on his presidency, it's like it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it's kind of like Nixon. Where it's like everyone made such a big deal during the 70s of, about yeah. his like scandal, Watergate scandal. And then like when you look back, it's like he actually did like a pretty good job. In my opinion, I feel like it's like for someone who's like a representative of the LGBTQ committee. Community, yeah, yeah. That I um, agree with, yeah. And also given the fact that George has been known for being against same-sex marriage. Yeah. Like... He, I guess, like, he was the only one that was, like, very affirmative in the administration. Because I know yeah. Dick Cheney was like, oh, don't, don't let me talk about gay, gay yeah, sex yeah. marriage because of my daughter. Yeah. So, he was like, you do that, Bush. Yeah. And then I'll just, like, ruin the world. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, I felt like that as, like, a, a representative of the LGBTQ mm-hmm. uh, community, I felt... Like, it probably wasn't a good idea. I think, like, maybe, like, just moving somewhere else. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe, like, having a seat. Yeah, just <laughs> like, be in like between. hey, I know you're here, but there's just too much Yeah. controversy yeah. surrounding, like, what I am and what you are. So it wouldn't be the best idea for us to, like, sit next to each other. Yeah. And be friendly. Yeah. I I would understand that if... I feel like for me, it's different. For me, like, I just see it as like, oh, it's an old, like, the last president. You know, it's like one of the last president. Like, why wouldn't you want to hang out with him? I'm sure he's a gigantic asshole who, like, who whose administration ended up causing the deaths of millions of people. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, but he's, look at him now. Look at how, like, he's like an old dog that used to have issues. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, I don't really like him, but uh, I I totally understand like where yeah. you're coming from. So like you know, hey, yeah. like that's your opinion. Yeah, for me, for me, this wasn't a controversy with Ellen. For me, yeah. it was like, oh, why am I watching? Like, why am I hearing about this? I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. But like. I, but yeah, I can also see how for for the LG, uh, LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm one of one of the people that represents them that came out so many years ago when coming out wasn't easy yeah is sitting next to a president that actively worked against your community yeah uh, i can totally understand that so yeah i i get it yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and um she later explained i think it was like on her wednesday show or like the the recording of for wednesday that she was like hey look like i'm gonna be talking about this and then she explained like hey like i understand that you know he's a bad president but hey like you know i've i'm friends with a lot of people who have different thoughts and beliefs and you know hey like i'm friends with them yeah and so it's like again totally understand but then if you're a figure for, like, a big community, yeah. it's probably best, like, to kind of set that aside. Or, or at like, least bring it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or at least, like, address it, you know? Like, maybe saying, like, I understand that I am part of, I am, like, a 
like a representative for the gay community. Yeah. Like I understand that, but we had to learn to, you know, respect one, one yeah, another if, in terms of beliefs for and sure. opinions. Yeah, yeah. yeah so absolutely. I think if she worded it like that, it would probably be like a lot of people would forgive it. Yeah. Because we don't even know, because like, we know that Bush was against gay marriage before, but we don't know now, because that might have just been a thing he was doing to get elected. Oh, yeah, because I know recently he made like a comment about Black Lives Matter, uh-huh. and how, I think, right? Like, wasn't he for... Oh, I, I know he put out a statement, but I didn't read it. Okay, because I think it might... I don't know. Again, I haven't That's seen an it. interesting thing. You guys should look into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just type in George Bush. Black Lives Black Matter. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> yeah, but put 2020 in there just in case. Yeah, because there are a lot of Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Yeah, so one of the other controversies on her show was uh, with Katy Perry. She forgot, quote unquote, that Katy Perry used to be married to Russell Brand. Uh, and she was basically bringing it up during a segment called will you parry me in 2017 and that was the same around the same time that she got engaged to orlando bloom mm-hmm. yeah and it was like she was ellen degeneres was basically saying like oh like let's see like you know what she could have like married you know before orlando yeah like in the th- thought that oh this is her first time about to get married Married, yeah and then carrie perry was like oh yeah like i haven't been married before like as a like sarcastic (laughs) joke yeah and then ellen was kind of confused and then katie perry literally had to explain to her is like yeah i used to be married yeah and she was like with who it's like russell brand (laughs) she had to like whisper yeah and it's it's so awkward because it at, this is 2017, so we can already see kind of like the decline of her show, in my opinion. I'm sure she's still very popular. But it's like, you don't even know your guest? Yeah. And but this is a this is going to be something that we see a lot of. Oh, yeah. Especially like <laughs> Most in of the, the controversies. Recent, recent interviews and recent like events. Yeah, it's like, hey, no one told you that Katy Perry used to be married when you're doing a game about her being married? Yeah, and then even Katy Perry was like, hey, you gave me strippers when I was engaged to Russell. It's like, you gave me strippers wow. when I came on the show and you found out. That and you're like, crazy. oh, let's send in some strippers. Yeah. So <laughs> she was like, oh, okay. Like, she was totally embarrassed. Yeah. You know, this could be, oh, Ellen was trying to be funny. Like, oh, haha, I forgot. If it is, uh, the joke didn't land. No. Which means she's not funny. No. If it wasn't a joke, then your show needs to be better because, first of all, someone anyone on that show should have told you hey she well, used at, to be married yeah at least like give like an update like hey she was here on this day and on this day yeah <laughs> like at least like give them a run through I'm, I'm sure they keep track of all of that oh yeah i'm pretty sure you know another famous interview was with dakota johnson during i believe it was during the holiday season for 2019 mm-hmm and ellen brought up that's like oh you didn't invite me so i'm very upset you know it was for her birthday and yeah she's like, you didn't invite me for your birthday and i'm very upset and dakota was like excuse me i did invite you uh-huh your rep told me you were away or were busy oh, and wow. then ellen was like i no, i wasn't busy and then she 
turned to her producers like was i busy uh-huh. like what was like i thought i was available yeah and then the producer's like oh you were away and it's just like oh okay yeah i was away and it was like what <laughs> yeah see again something that she should have known about her guest but didn't know it's like if you're gonna bring up the birthday thing make sure to ask your personal assistant or whoever handles your business hey when was this was i invited are you sure i didn't get a card yeah something and then the funny thing was is that dakota then said yeah i invited you for this year's party because you complained about last year that i didn't invite you and then when i invited you you didn't show up oh my (laughs) god that's crazy (laughs) and then so like after some like very awkward moments then ellen was like okay let's like move on to like about the party so you had tig notaro Uh you know do a stand-up routine for your birthday and it's like how was it it's like oh yeah like dakota was saying oh yeah like she's my favorite comedian yeah like just straight up like she's She's my my favorite favorite comedian comedian. Uh, and then the look uh, on ellen's face was just pure it was like oh my god like just oh oh geez. so crispy <laughs> <laughs> he got burned yeah and you know i it's like almost telling ellen like yeah you're not a comedian anymore <laughs> well especially like since the last time she did like a special was like in 2001 Ooh. when it was like then and now like that yeah. was a special that was like her most recent one at the time yeah so it was like this is kind of awkward <laughs> yeah and it's like uh, it's like yeah of course you're not gonna be dakota johnson's favorite comedian no one has listened to your stand-up in so long like we had to go digging for her stand-up basically because it's like oh yeah you know it's not she doesn't stay current she doesn't still do stand-up one might even say she used to be a stand-up comedian but now she's not anymore well now she just like relies on funny writers writers to make her jokes for sure and uh you know like we're gonna talk about next like she did have a quote-unquote tour in 2019 (laughs) called relatable which by the way if you're about to name your stand-up special relatable there is a 1,000% chance guaranteed that it's not going to be relatable, which is a theme with Ellen as well. The person that brought it up was Wanda Sykes, one of my favorite comedians. And she was upset that Ellen would say she she was on tour for relatable. Yeah. And then Ellen was like, oh yeah, I was on tour. And then... And then Wanda's like, oh yeah, I even a have... Tour? Yeah, she's You're like, on a tour? I even, I even brought... A fucking shirt yeah. with me for your fucking and, tour. And this is when Ellen starts sweating. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, it was a tour. And then Wanda's like, oh, it's a tour, right? And then <laughs> brought up the shirt and was like, oh, wow, there's like only four cities. Yeah. And three of them are, are in, in Cal- LA. Yeah. The are in California. In <laughs> like, and one of them was in Seattle. And it was yeah. like, really? You call that a tour? Yeah. Uh, just to clarify, like, one of them was LA, San Diego, San Francisco, and Seattle. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So it's like, uh, and Wanda, like, just pulls up a shirt and goes, here, look at this. <laughs> like, 
And then look, we're going to show you a clip about it. It yeah. starts on the eight minute mark. Yeah. So you guys can uh, Google this. Wanda Sykes shares her last minute Oscar voting strategy is the name of the video. It's during this interview that she brings up the incident. Yes. Special. I didn't really. Yeah, you, you were nice enough to give me a, 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 a jacket from your tour. Pulling up yeah, the jacket. Actually, a tour jacket. <laughs> well, it made up. It wasn't a tour. Oh, oh, Alan. Alan's saying it's not a tour. She was like, oh shit, she's going to reveal it. Oh, I love this part. No, it says tour. It says tour. It says tour. Tour, right there. Real tour. Yeah. 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 That's like a thing with Ellen. She's like, oh, I was really busy that day. Oh, yeah, because she was explaining, like, her excuse was saying, like, oh, well, I'm also doing this show, and then I'm also doing my game show, so it's like I can't really, like, be touring. But then it's like, then don't say it's a tour. Then just don't do it. Or, you know, just be like, oh, I'm having a show here. Or, like, a one-night only show yeah you know i would understand that be like you're so busy that you can't do an entire tour for sure like don't do a tour if or say it's a tour if you can only do four fucking cities Cities, yeah (laughs) it's like you're not a comedian if you can't do more than four cities yep moving on yeah (laughs) so then uh we're gonna move on to hassan menha yeah uh who was like on her show to promote his Patriot Act bit, like for his show yeah. on Netflix, and like right off the bat, the minute that he get, sits down, he confronts her about her saying pronouncing his name. Yeah, she was saying Hassan Minaj. Minaj, like Nicki Minaj. Yeah, yeah. and his name is Hassan Minhaj. Yeah, right. And uh, I mean, we're gonna play the clip here in a minute. But, uh, again, it's just to show that she doesn't even research her own guests. She doesn't care about or her guests. Or even, like, ask her AD, like, hey, how do you say his name? Yeah, or even ask him before the show. Like, do they not talk before the show? Yeah. Have they never met before? Yeah. It's like, just go up to him and be like, hey, dude, how do I say your name? Like, yeah, you're the showrunner, you're Ellen, you're amazingly famous, but get over your ego and just be like, hey. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a way to respect the person. It's like everyone has their different pronunciation of their names, and it's like at least get it right. Yeah. So we'll play you the clip. Yeah. Again, Ellen not being funny. CNN, which no. is like um, it's a it's a 
international drama show where nine <laughs> people yell at each other. And the host brought me out, and he was like, he was trying really hard. He was like breathing heavily, and he was just like, give it up for Hassan Minhaj. It was like he was casting a spell. Say it again so that people hear it again. Hassan Minhaj. Hassan Minhaj. Yes, that's it. Yes. Hey, look, 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 when I first kind of, you know, started doing comedy, people were like, you should change your name. And I'm like, I'm not going to change my name. If you can pronounce Ansel Elgort, you can pronounce Hassan Minhaj. There's an actor just named Ansel Elgort, and we all just walk around pronouncing it uh -huh. completely normally. Yeah. Well, Degeneres was hard for people to get for a while. What did so, they do? Uh, Degeneres or Degenerate or, like, you know, yeah. lots, of, lots of other things. And you stayed strong. Yeah, and now it's Degeneres. Yeah. Um, but Hassan Minhaj. Yeah. Minhaj. Minhaj. So the emphasis on the H. I, yes. And what do they do at Starbucks? What well, do they do? At Starbucks, I just go by Timothy Chalamet. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you guys can see, like, Obviously, she kind of, in this one, she recovered a little bit better, I well, feel like. at first, she was, like, very definitive, like, no, I said it, like, correctly. Yeah, I said and it's it right. like, dude, you're right in front of the person who has the name uh, yeah, and yeah. knows how to pronounce like, it. Like, he, if you said it right, he wouldn't have corrected you. <laughs> yeah, it's so, like, it's like her ego, it's like, so yeah. much, and it's yeah. like, dude, just, like, step down. Yeah. Let him talk. Let him explain it. From from a comedian perspective, like at, seeing her as a comedian, like she bounced back from that easy. Like she kind of recovered a little bit better from that. It was it was all right. <laughs> so the next controversy on her show was with actually with Michelle Obama. Ellen was taking Michelle to a CVS to show her how to do normal things once they basically leave the white house yeah this is kind of like like a skit almost or yeah like an out, yeah like a stuff that's happening outside of the studio yeah and like it was pre-recorded yes that's yeah what this I is pre-recorded they recorded this like maybe weeks before knowing she was going to be on the show to play during the show yeah so it was in one of the moments was when they were you know trying to pay for the items that they got and then ellen decided like oh this is my time to ask her this question and decide to ask michelle the the former first lady of the united states wait was she former at this point or was she still in the white house oh uh, she's still in the white house but like okay. now it's now like it's she's former, yeah, former. Yeah. but um she's telling her like hey michelle can you like get some word in and like let me have my face on a currency yeah and then michelle was like she like had it at this point she was like um i don't think so i think you need to do something more than just making people laugh yeah like harriet tubman and i totally agree i was like yeah i think people like harriet tubman should be on the like 20 dollar bill yeah. rather than freaking ellen degeneres yeah it's like again her ego saying hey can i be on a dollar bill and Michelle Obama just, because uh, we, we watched a video and at this, like, it's kind of a longer video, so you guys should check it out on YouTube. She basically, like, pisses Ellen off the entire time. Yeah. You know, just, like, being super childish and, like... No, it's, like, Ellen pissed Michelle off, not... Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, Ellen pissed Michelle off by oh, being okay. super childish. Oh, yeah, like, she was getting inside the car and then it was, like, yeah, dude, Yeah, Michelle on. is, like, dude, we're grown-ass women. I'm the first lady of the United States. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. Um, so when she said that, Michelle Obama was, like, all right, bitch, like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> Be funny first. 
And then that's still not enough for you to be anywhere near a currency. No. Maybe if we make a joke $3 bill, you can print your face on that. Yeah. Like if it's like some random currency that no yeah, one uses, if, if I'll be make, like, okay, like that's pretty funny. If we make a nine ninety nine bill, <laughs> you'll be on it for sure. So yeah, that was kind of, uh, kind of big to show that her ego is just not in check anymore. Or just like the fact that she's like so tone deaf about things yeah it's so much yeah and you know she's had some stuff with her audience too like she usually involves her audience in some of her stuff yeah Yeah. and one of them was with millennials like i don't know how she decided to do this but it was in 2019 that she just decided to do everything with millennials yeah and because she's like oh crap millennials aren't watching my show they're killing the ellen degeneres show yeah just like buffalo wild wings yeah applebee's and (laughs) diamonds yeah one of the videos was like she wanted to have a baby baby boomer and a millennial come together to kind of like compete almost Mm -hmm. where they're given like all these either analog stuff or digital stuff and saying like hey what is this what is that so in the video she would show the millennial like oh what is this like and it was like this thing and then the lady is like oh it's an analog clock it's like oh okay what time is it and she's like oh i don't know and that it, was really it was dumb. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, for for first off, millennials—they're actually between 1981 all the way up to 1997. Yeah. And so, even by now, like the youngest millennial would probably just be right off of college, yeah. already in the workforce, or in like a year into like finding a job. And it's like by now a lot of them would know what an analog clock is and, and how, how to, read, to it. read it. Yeah. Like, that was... I know how to read it. Yeah, it, that honestly kind of pissed me off because it was like, dude, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, and it was really, it, it the whole thing felt really staged. Like, it was, it felt really scripted and, like, they knew exactly what lines they were going to say. And I'm sure yeah. some of it, I'm sure it's a talk show. They don't want to ha- just allow anyone to go up there and say anything. But she's, like, holding this clock, and it just looked ridiculous. Holding a clock saying, oh, what time is it? And the person's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, there's and no then they one turn, that can And then read. she turns to the baby boomer, and then the guy is like, oh, yeah, it's 420. Yeah. Or, oh, it's a floppy disk. Or, oh, it's, like, a jewel. Yeah, the, the, like, the 80-year-old was like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. That's a jewel vaping pen. Yeah, and that And the scene, audience is like, ooh, he knows what it is. And that seemed, like, like, very uh, suspicious. It felt like that they probably picked, like, a baby boomer who knew a lot of the digital stuff yeah and then picked a millennial quote-unquote a millennial yeah and like picked the one that was like the dumbest at analog stuff yeah and it, it again it was just like her not her show not being creative and just trying to jump on the like oh everyone's shitting on millennials like let's jump on that bandwagon and like just go after millennials write some stupid shit where she doesn't know what a floppy disk is that always gets laughs on oh yeah that always gets likes on facebook you know yeah and then another video was just a millennial by herself and she so ellen invited this 
millennial, quote unquote, again, yeah. to the stage, and she, you know, asks the lady, like, oh, like, how old is she? And she's 17. Yeah. Now, this video was made in 2019, so that meant that the lady was born in 2002. Yeah. Like, after 9-11. Not basically not being a millennial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's basically a G-Zen. Yeah. Making like, her not a millennial. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's basically a Z-Jenner. Yeah. And it's like, okay, first off, you're already assuming that anyone who is a Z-Generation yeah. is a millennial, when in fact they're not. Yeah. They're, like, I kind of understand if, like, she's like, oh, Z-Jenners. Yeah, yeah. Because it, like, okay, yeah. Gen Zers or Z-Jenners? I think it's Z-Jenners. I think it could go either way. Okay. But it's just, like, like I could get it that a lot of them probably wouldn't know how to read an analog clock. Yeah. But it's, like, to just, like, round it up to just, like, oh, anyone who is born after 2000 are all millennials. Millennials, yeah. When, in fact, it's, it's not. Uh, millennials almost becoming a blanket term for young people. Yeah. And it's, like, and no, it, no. We know how to use a fucking rotary phone. Yeah. We're not retarded. Yeah. You and guys are the problem when we say open up a browser i work in the tech industry open up a browser and you have to describe to them exactly what the internet explorer icon looks like and then they're like oh you mean on the internet and it's like yeah click open the internet yep oh you mean the one that has the e yeah with the thing on it yeah yep that is it you know it's like they love to crap on millennials but it's like hey why don't you guys show Ellen trying to set up an iPhone that she just got? Yeah. I guarantee you 100% she has some, like, millennial do it for her. Because when you hand her the technology, she'll probably, like, piss her pants from the fear of opening a new iPhone. And it's saying hello to her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, like, things like that. And it really, like, ticks me off. Because it's, like, millennials, like, we are, like... a a great generation like yeah we're carrying them on our backs yeah like it's like and for you to just like assume that anyone who is 17 and older are just like us when in fact they're not no yeah it's it's just like you're just really frustrating and it's it's frustrating because i don't want to be put in that situation where i start talking down to the generation after me and saying you guys are really no, dumb no because i'm assuming they're very smart too yeah you know like sure. many of them are in like the black lives matter protests so i totally support yeah them. but they also have tiktok so at the same time it's like yeah you're also really dumb <laughs> yeah true they also play fortnite so yeah but that's like Maybe a younger generation. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the generation and that hasn't been labeled yet. Yeah, it feels like because of how fast technology is evolving, we're getting generations more often now. Or it's yeah. like, oh, if you're born last year, you're in this generation now. <laughs> if you're born 20 minutes late, you're in the, the next, next generation. generation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, talk about some more recent stuff for her. Yes. 2020. Yeah. The great year. <laughs> The great fall down. It's been six months already. <laughs> yeah, it's like by now it, it the feels years like... end. The years just end. Like... Yeah, in the distant year of twenty twenty, it's been three hundred and ninety days since <laughs> since the fires in Australia finished burning. Oh god. Yeah. So basically to start off, she 
starts she i guess like she begins her show mm-hmm. back up again this time in her house on april 6th mm-hmm. uh, i guess like they had like a month off while they're trying to figure out what to do yeah when like the whole lockdown came in mm-hmm. and so they decided to shoot the show on her house like in her house so Right off the bat, in the monologue, she states that being in quarantine is like being in prison. So, like, the exact quote is, One thing I've learned from being in quarantine is that people... This is this is like being in jail. Like, what what is this? It's mostly because I've been wearing the same clothes for ten days and everyone here is gay. Huh. That is... Very triggering. <laughs> yeah, that is a very concerning because this is being sent from her multi-million dollar mansion yes, in the hills. Yes, and that's what a lot of people like criticize on Twitter and other social media where they're yeah. like, okay, you are in a fucking mansion while everyone else is like struggling to survive and figuring out what to do. It's with... like, hey, your crew might be out of a job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was also another thing. Like, yeah. on top of that quote, she also had another controversy with her crew, particularly with her light and grip crew uh-huh. for the studio that she works at. It was roughly about 30 people received no written comments or anything any status update no written communication yeah no written communication about if they are going to be working during the pandemic are they going to get pay any inquiries for their mental and physical health from producers basically for the first month of the pandemic like they they literally got nothing yeah and then they later find out that oh like we're going to get a 60 percent cut in our pay on top of that, they later find out that when she recorded that episode for the April 6th showing, yeah, like they found out that she actually hired a low-pay company, particularly a tech company, and particularly a non-union company, yeah. to help her set up the lighting and mm-hmm. grip for the show yeah. like in her house. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, especially the crew members, were really ticked off about that. Really pissed, yeah. I I don't blame them, because it's like, you spend so much time working for this woman, who clearly, like, her ego is out of check. Yeah, and some of them probably have been there, like, since the beginning. Yeah. Since 2003. Yeah. And then to find out that they're out of a job... Or, like, they're getting, like, And to not get any updates? Like, you don't get an update for the first month? Like, I got updates from a million companies during the first month telling me exactly how they were going to deal with the COVID-19 thing. I got updates from my clients, like, the minute that the lockdown happened. And, yeah, it's it's just so shocking that they had to wait a fucking month just to hear back. Yeah, and now, currently, as we're recording this, the... Uh, protests for George uh, George Floyd's death are still going on, and Ellen ended up tweeting uh, to give her two cents about the issue on May 30th. Her exact tweet was, Like so many of you, I am angry and I am sad. People of color in this country have faced injustice for far too long. For things to change, things must change. We must commit ourselves to this change with conviction, with love. Okay, 
what does it mean for things to change things must change and what does it mean by people of color yeah it's like we're during the black lives matter thing like you can just say black people like right now it's totally fine for you just to say black people yeah and even a lot of people were saying like dude just say black people yeah like it's fine right now it's totally cool yeah and even like other minorities like asian and hispanic people were saying like hey like i have more privilege than my black friends and black co-workers like (laughs) i feel like they they deserve this tweet more than i deserve it yeah like just say black people rather than just saying people of color and yep. this led to a whole slew of like hashtags like cancel ellen and she was like in the whole cancel party and i don't i remember she removed the tweet when it mm-hmm. got a lot of heat yeah i remember she did like do another video on her ellen too but it was just like too it was annoying and i was like okay, yeah well I'm- see and then the day after may 21st uh, may 31st she went the opposite direction and she tweeted i support the protesters who are exercising their rights and standing up against the horrible injustices that black people in america face every day hashtag black lives matter so she not only did she delete her previous original tweet. yeah previous tweet her original tweet which by the way you can't delete tweets bro no, you can already... remove it from your page, but you can't delete it's it. It's like the minute that is released, the people minute you screen, send, screenshot the, it. The minute you hit post, a bot on the internet has already archived that, you know? And then she just hammers it in with the black lives now. She's like, injustice, is bla- injustice for black people, hashtag black lives matter. It's like, okay, you got the message, but people had to call you out on it. Again, yeah. her being then, tone deaf. Yeah, it's just... It's like, dude, come on, like, think before you tweet, talk to, like, you know, even, like, your black friends, like, being like, hey, yeah, is it okay up to Wanda. see people of color? Oh, yeah, I think Wanda would totally, <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> Have Wanda on the show again. She's gonna, like, bring out a freaking flyer, like, a giant banner of her tweet. Just, like... Ellen, it says right here, you said this, this, and this. <laughs> Yeah, and then Michelle Obama like claps back at her. Like, it's like Michelle Obama is like, "Oh, what note do you want to be on now, huh? Yeah. What, what note do you want to be on now?" So yeah, she her show is just so full of you know all this stuff now of like, oh, like if you actually sit down and watch it, I'm sure a bunch of like moms watch it. I'm sure her demographic still really likes her, but if people like us sat down and watched the show today, they'd be like. First of all, why is this still on the air? Because I, I stopped watching it, I think, like, in 2012. And then, like, I would watch it every now and then. Usually, yeah. if, like, if it's on, like, I mean, the TV. I, I'll still watch clips of it. Yeah. Like, some of it is really cringy. Like, some of it I can't watch because it's really cringy. But some of the videos I can watch. Like, she does, like, prank ones. Like, she had one with, like, Adele where Adele did something. I don't remember what it was. But that was really funny. I watched it. Uh, I did remember the Dennis Quaid one. Uh (laughs) He's like, oh, tell tell him Dennis Quaid is here. Say it. And he was like, Dennis Quaid is here. (laughs) And that was really funny. Because, yeah, like, I remember those things. And I really enjoyed them. I 
In my opinion, I feel like that she's kind of running out of energy for the show. I remember because yeah, she's she, getting old too, right? Yeah, like, she stopped dancing. She's now yeah. having Twitch, who is also her DJ, yeah. um, dance for her. Yeah, because I re- I think like she had like a hip problem or had like hip surgery, so she can't like really move as much as she used to. Yeah. And then, like, also, I noticed whenever I would go to the gym and then it's playing in, like, the locker room, mm-hmm. like, I would always see, like, a guest host play Yeah, yeah. It. So, I don't know if she's just taking more breaks or... And here's the thing, like, I don't really blame her for that. It's, like, she's 62 years old. Mm-hmm. She's, like, about to be retirement age, right? Yeah, and, like, I remember, um, I think, like, her contract is, like, about to end soon. So it's like maybe she just like doesn't want to do yeah. it more. J- just to put that in perspective, Oprah is sixty six years old. So they're only four. Like Ellen is only four years younger than Oprah. And Oprah already retired. Like yeah, Oprah <laughs> retired. Before. Yeah, and it's like Ellen, you either need to get your priorities straight again. Of like, what do you actually want to produce on your show? Mm-hmm. What content do you actually want to have? Because uh, I know she recently, like, she was basically like, how, what, why am I getting so much negative feedback? Like, what can I do to be a better person? It's like, no, you're already a good good person. It's just, you just need to be more observant and, under, and like, kind of yeah. understand, like, other people. Yeah, come out of your bubble. Yeah, you know? maybe get a second opinion on a tweet or a comment that you're about to make. Yeah. Like, instead of just being like, oh, this is totally fine. I can yeah. totally do this. Or, you know, even if you do make a comment, even if, like, that first tweet we sent out, even if you do send it out, instead of erasing it and trying again with a really half-assed tweet, like, just be like, oh, you guys know what? After thinking about it, I'm going to say I want it to be more inclusive, but you know what? This is time for, like black people to shine so yeah ignore my previous tweet it's time for black people to get justice for uh all of the police brutality against them whatever it is it doesn't have to be that like right you're like 60 years old why are you jumping in shopping carts with michelle obama yeah you know it's like you're not as big as you think you are you're big but you're not as big as you think you are check your ego get off that horse and maybe go back to a comedy cellar and start doing stand-up comedy see if you're still a normal person because i guarantee you're not you're way too rich to connect with normal people at this point yeah but you can still try you can go there and improve yeah i feel that um maybe like just think about retiring like because i could understand like as like having a big ego especially for politicians where Mm -hmm. if they lose a race they would just keep going back again, kind of like Better Work or yeah. uh, Mitt Romney, where yeah. it's like they still keep going, mm-hmm. and it's that whole ego. And I totally understand that she still wants to do it because it's like, oh, I could like make more money, or yeah. I could do this. And it's totally cool for her to want to make more money. She has a really successful show and brand uh, that she can make a lot of money off of. But I shouldn't get to that point where she has to get canceled or that people just stop tuning in or she does finally does something so like dumb or so tone deaf that everyone just turns on her Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah like at least like you know and on a high note like don't like keep burying yourself further and Mm -hmm. further go do a new project yeah 
Because, I mean, like, having a show for 17 years is pretty Pretty long. Yeah, and pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. longer than Cheers, I might say. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, so yeah, those were my thoughts on Ellen. Um, I learned a few new things about her. Mm -hmm. Uh, I definitely, like, appreciate where she comes from a lot more. Yeah, I feel like that uh, reading her backstory, reading, like, you know, where she came from... Like, it kind of made me look like, oh, yeah, she was actually, like, a really, like, down-to-earth person Mm -hmm. when she first started. I feel that, you know, when she went on the show and then she got, like, honed in by, like, executives and being, like, not, like, abused by Mm -hmm. them, but just, like, being, like, kind of, like, lectured, like, so much. Like, you could totally get it. Yeah. That probably, like, changed her personality a bit. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's like, I, I feel that deep down, underneath all that tone deafness and egoness, that, you know, she still is a nice person. Yeah. We hope that everyone's staying safe with uh, COVID out. Yeah, remember, it's not just a protest going on. There's also a pandemic going on. Yeah. Um, so please stay safe. Please, like, continue social distancing. If you're going to go out and protest, do it in a safe way. Try to, like, do it peacefully to get the word out and then continually keep you know fighting for black lives matter and you know equal rights yeah and against police brutality if you see a video of it make sure that it's legit and then share it make sure that it doesn't get forgotten always question it yeah if you see a video assume it's not current make sure that it actually is and then you know post it make sure it stays out there uh, so we can improve the lives not just for black people but ultimately for everyone because one day we'll need other people's help yes and instead of uh, hopefully by then we won't be other people it'll be hey we need help and people will just help yeah so yeah i uh, hope everyone has a great week uh and we will see you soon yeah bye <laughs>